Um, well, one time I remember vividly on Shaun of the Dead, one of the zombies came up to me and whispered in my ear, goes, whew, straight to video for this one. <laughs> It approximates the words, but that's not the words. <laughs> Almost. Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to. Oh wow, I'm I'm peeking like a motherfucker. Um, oh, can I curse on that? That's like an important question. Oh yeah, you what? can. You can I, I absolutely okay, swear great. on this show. Yeah, we every show is explicit. Okay, great. We we did an episode. No Otherwise, filter. I would have to leave. I have no I interest have to leave. in filtering. We we did we did an episode that we had to dub. But I think you'd be into it nights because it was just all talking all about swearing. like sex stuff. Oh, um, after dark. Yeah. And I well I put a warning up top saying, hey, if you're related to me, don't listen to this <laughs> because it's going to get super real. I think you'd be into it later. Yeah. Um. So welcome welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, this is I think you'd be into it. The probably not be chewing gum in the mic. Probably not. No. There you go, <laughs> listeners. We'll That's, dub that out. No, he uh, won't. No, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm not going to cut a goddamn word of this. Um, welcome to I Think You'd Be Into It, the podcast about your problematic faves. Uh, I'm your oh, host, Brandon it. Beck. Oh. oh, it's problematic faves. I swallowed the gum. Okay, and, and, <laughs> and that's your other host, uh, gum swallower Beth Gorsato. Yes, hi. We are, uh, if we're sounding particularly deranged right now, um, we're in New York. Also, if we sound like we're in a well by any chance. We are. Yeah, we are. We're down. We're definitely in Come in and save us. Uh, we're down at the bottom of a well. Um, all we have is a ham radio. Um, and the internet. No, we're, in, we're in New York right now, um, and we took a red eye last night Ooh. and got, like, very little sleep and are both having, like, jet lag mania. Or I'm at, le- at oh, least... You are. I'm just like this. T- she's from mm-hmm. here. That's you true. are, too. What? He, well, yeah, he's never betrayed. Mind. You guys are he's both betrayed. from here. <laughs> he's betrayed New York for that SoCal. Crossed over. He took that SoCal drug. I know. It, it, and uh, also the weed. Yeah, I was going to say... That too. Um, yeah, that's the SoCal drug. Exactly. Like, it, it, that's I what he talked about. I didn't realize he drank the SoCal Kool Aid. That's the that's the metaphor I was going for, but couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that like everyone in LA is just like casually baked. That makes pretty much sense. all the time. Casually baked and casually doesn't keep plans and is chill, just waiting twenty minutes for food from a truck. What the fuck is yep. that? Whoa! Right. <laughs> If I order food off a truck, I fucking want that red sauce, white sauce in my hands. This is how I you go. know she's not from there. Yeah, yeah. You feel like this. I, I get it. Trust me. I like. I That's love, how I felt I about LA too. I was like, there's so much space here. Ugh, everything's so spread out. Oh, it's, it's so, so bright. Ugh, the sun it's is in my hot. eyes. Can you make yeah. it stop? And like people aren't just yelling at each other. Yeah, there's, it doesn't smell like hot trash there's, everywhere. It's not just honking constantly. Mm, well, actually, <laughs> no, it's honking there's constantly, honking. but in a different way. Yeah, but you're not walking around in it. No, true. It just honks. Yeah. Um, our guest today is the uh, the wonderful Mackenzie Malo. Mackenzie, welcome to the show. I'm a, not a person of importance. I just like stuff. <laughs> I just know these people. They found me on the street and they're like, you want to talk about stuff? And she was like, yeah. You know, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll come up to your hotel room. Yeah. yeah. I've seen every episode of Law and Order. <laughs> I'm prepared. 
That's not what I'm here to talk about, no. but I could. I could as well. I could. I could talk extensively about rewatching season Just one SVU. of Law and Order, like in the modern day and like the things that they say about computers that are just hysterical i would do a different episode to talk only about season one of svu yeah and how it's not it should not be as funny as it is i know i, I want to do one that's like regular just... the regular regular flavor law and order yeah i recently rewatched season one and they have this thing where he builds this this thing that looks like a fucking like old like tv antenna with like the multiple like nice. rows of things and he's like yeah we can trace the internet signal with this and i was like no you fucking can't that oh. does, that doesn't mean anything we're smarter than that now that's not true yeah no i want i want to do an entire episode about the uh uh ice tea fin yes. account that's just oh yes fake drugs that's great uh oh my god it's so good he's a um, but uh before we get into our topic at hand uh let's go over the things we're into this week uh, I'm going to get started by, uh, God, I am s- like, I, my hosting so mode tired. is just so, so gone. I'm so tired, you guys. It's cool. <laughs> um, I can go first. Cash. Yeah, why don't you go first? I'm into New York and how it's better than LA. Woo! <laughs> it is entirely accurate. And you're a <laughs> I'm into traitor. I'm into being home. You're I a know, traitor. I know. I I, I, I gave I wish, up this fast-paced life. As I as I said to him, I said I I love all of our friends in LA, and there's so sometimes I wish that I could just take all the people I love in LA and just have bring it them, not be LA. Bring <laughs> them here. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like a lot of our LA friends wouldn't have the constitution to to do New York though. No, because no, they, they couldn't handle yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. They or they're from Southern it. California, and they're beautiful, precious babies, and I adore them all. Yeah, they couldn't handle but, it. But um, it's very different. Yeah, it's a special kind of horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it is a special kind of horrible. Um, so the thing I'm into this week is the a band I'm super into but hate saying out loud, <gasps> King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which is like shockingly not a jam band name. No, like you would real. think it would be, but um, there are too many a, words for it to be a jam. A band, lot of honestly. izzards. That is and true. And none of them are Eddie, so I'm out. Um, so yeah, uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They're an Australian band uh, that like I hate saying their name but i also kind of love it because it's so stupid um they're one of those groups that is just all over the place like in this year alone they're releasing five albums that's a lot the first one was uh microtonal music uh which is like michael microtonal instruments from india the second one was like a heavy metal concept album about the end of the world Mm -hmm. i can't for the life of me remember what it's called and i own it um and then no i don't know um, and it's not their first metal album. They've done a couple. And then the, the newest one, which I've like been listening to on a loop for the like three weeks since it came out, is called Sketches of Brunswick East, which uh, is them with this group, The Mild High Club. And it's basically just like smooth, like alt jazz. And it's it's so good. Wow. It's uh, it's re- it's like it's weird, but it's also like super groovy. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. God, I'm tired. Oh, you know what I remembered? What? Going, sorry, going back to my being into New York. Yeah. We talked about this. People should hit us up if they think we should actually do this. We talked about doing a live show <gasps> that was um, Battle of the Coasts. Oh, yeah. Where we had two teams each defending why you think they'd be Whoa. into LA or New York. And, and with our, That sounds like amazing. And with our one friend from Canada as the like neutral Referee. middle. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she's not from Canada. She just really likes it. Yeah, oh, I assume you're talking count. about Kelsey. She, well, well, she that got, doesn't count. She got deported from Canada. Whoa. Yeah, but 
but that's because she had been there for school and then graduated. Yeah. Oh, past- so they were like, no, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> past and future guest and DSA uh, social media manager, uh, Kelsey Goldberg. <laughs> DSA darling. D- D- yeah, that's DSA darling. Um, Beth, what about you? No, I'm, I stand by mine. Oh, just, yeah, just, she's just New, York. New York. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mackenzie, um, are you in anything uh, in particular you, this week? Did you not remember? Did you not hear all the noises I made when I ate City Sub earlier? Oh man, yeah, let's let's yeah, let's give a quick shout out to the the it's fine fine people. <laughs> there there's a sandwich place in Brooklyn called City Sub. City it, Subs. Now. Oh, it's City Subs now. Um, Multiple subs. It's the best sandwich in the world, and their social media they're. They follow me on Instagram. That's the only nice. social media they have. And just like like a ton of my posts. Generally pictures of her. <laughs> or like Aww. weird shit I post at three in the morning. Well, also Maybe they're into her. Delicious. And I was very, very hungry. Yeah, those were And I like, was literally eating it just like. Mm. <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah, like I, have, I haven't seen you just like grin that hard in a so very happy. long time. Um, Mackenzie, we already discussed that I'll you hate everything. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a fan of. Just kidding. I like, like all right. I like a lot of things. So I'm going to put that out there. People think I hate everything, and that's not true. I like a lot of things. I just also don't like a lot of things. That's fair. And that's I talk fair. about those things that I don't like more than the things that I do like. Oh, yeah. But while we're on the topic of sandwiches, I'll talk about a sandwich that I really like that I've been okay. eating a lot of. Okay. I'm since I'm the worst person and I'm a New York vegan. Uh, <clears throat> Terrible, I know. Um, there's a place not far from here called Haymaker's Corner. Okay. And they have the best vegan Italian sub I have ever, like the closest thing to a New York Italian sub you can get that has no meat or cheese on it. It's perfect. Whoa. I've had it probably like seven times in the last two weeks. It's incredible. Oh, wow. Nice. It's so fucking good. That's the best feeling when you like find a new thing that you're like, I could eat this literally every day and yeah, then you do could. for like a month yeah i could and happily would yeah there's a place in la that has the most bomb ass chicken fingers i've ever had they're and fine. i could order them <laughs> literally okay. every day that you shut your mouth they're amazing <laughs> they're a little salty you shut your so mouth so are they you apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true Hey-o. and i mean i never t- i never said i wasn't <laughs> my pinch tweet literally uh, talks about how i'm salty oh <laughs> I I, uh, I added I changed my Twitter bio like six months ago to read uh, the opinions contained are absolutely the opinions of the Walt Disney Company. <gasps> How'd they take it? Uh, they haven't Nobody's noticed. Nobody's noticed. <laughs> Nobody's. Uh, Bob Iger yet. hasn't sent me any angry emails. No cease yet. and desist. Yet yeah, to be like take that down. Um. So let's get to the topic at hand. Uh, the one, the only, Mr. Edgar Wright. Um, who, if you don't know, is a is a director and writer of uh, Shaun the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Baby Driver, Scott Pilgrim, Spaced, um, all those, all those good, good uh, nerd movies. Good, good things. Space um, is a TV show. Space is a TV show. That is, that is true. Um, so Mackenzie, why don't you give us your sort of like thirty second oh, elevator pitch on why he's so great? I have to do this all the time, and the one time someone actually asked me to talk about it when like unscripted, I can't. Think uh, of, this like, happens all the time. Every time the they're one like, oh, time, God, wait, like, what? I have to defend this. Okay, thirty second elevator pitch on why Ed Gray is the best. Um, I feel like everything he do is just so intentional and per- like perfect. It just doesn't describe it. It's like the editing, the sound, the soundtrack, the look, like. The characters are all well written. And just it's all everything is good. It's so oh, yeah. rare for everything to be good. Oh yeah, he like his movies feel 
like micromanaged to the degree that like Wes Anderson's do, yeah, but in just a completely different way. But just like not pretentious at all. Yeah, I was say micromanaged is a good way of uh, explaining a Wes Anderson movie. That's true. <laughs> um, Your brother says, "Hey, hey, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> He's talking to me. So, so what was what was your introduction to uh, Mr. Wright? Um, probably the first thing I, s- I remember seeing was Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Because my mom wouldn't let me go see it in theaters. Ah. Because I was 14. <laughs> ah. But and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this movie. And found a way to see it. And then I was like, oh, my God. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Like, it's brilliant. Like. Yeah, it's a horror, it's a horror movie, but yeah, it's also a comedy, and yes, it's also a love story. Like it's all those things, and it works well as all of them. Yeah, it could be any of those individually, and then also all of them. Yeah, I'm fine with Shaun of the Dead, but everybody I know like fucking loves it, and I'm like, of I all think, of them, it's not my number one. I think also. Though, okay. I think part of it though is well, I think so. Obvious, not obviously, but um, it was my first. Where are you going? Okay. Keep going. Oh, it's getting ginger ale. Shaun of the Dead was my first Edgar Wright movie, too. And I think I just, I'm not like, as much as it is all those things, it yeah. was like billed to me as a horror movie. And I don't like horror movies. And I don't get the zombie thing. Right. So I think I went into it just like, you're making me watch this. Aww. And I'm not going to enjoy it. And then I was like, like it. it was fine. This was fine. <laughs> It so like I enjoy is. it. I enjoy it, but I'm never the person who's like, we need to watch it once a it's year. It's not like, my. F- it's not my number one. Yeah. of all of his. Okay, because it's it's I th- I feel like by a it used to be my favorite by a country mile. Yeah, but Hot Fuzz it beats it so much. Uh, Hot Fuzz, uh, you know, Hot I Fuzz I do like incredible. Hot Fuzz, I mean, Hot Fuzz is phenomenal. It might be good. the perfect movie. I um I went to a 10th anniversary screening in, in LA a couple months ago, oh. and uh, Jordan Peele was uh, moderating the Q and A with him afterwards. And the thing he said that I think also sort of sums up Edgar Wright movies in general is he said like you know now that I've made a movie, and I know sort of what goes into it, this is crazy. Like you know <laughs> this is insane, right? Yes. And at one point, uh, he uh, Edgar told a story about. The he gave his DP a like a shot list for the day that was like sixty five shots, which is fucking That's bonkers. Absurd. Yeah, I've worked on things where we had all day to do like, like 12, twelve shots, and we were still behind by shot two. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, no, no. And his DP pulled it off, and then he was like, "Great, now can you do seventy five tomorrow?" <laughs> um, but so yeah, let's talk about Hot Fuzz then. Let's okay, talk about, uh, about Hot Fuzz. Um, what do you love about Hot Fuzz? What don't I love about Hot Fuzz? Hot Fuzz is everything I've ever wanted in a movie. Like multiple Keanu Reeves references. True. Except like crossword comedy, like several puns, Shakespeare jokes. Like it's everything sure. I've ever liked in film. See, like, And I really, really like Hot Fuzz, but I feel like less people saw that. I think so too. And I think it, less people saw it and less people are familiar with it than Shaun of the Dead. But it got a much bigger release than Shaun did. It did. At least in the yeah, States. Yeah, but it did. I still don't think as many people... I think people kind of skipped it though. Yeah, yeah, people skipped it or they saw it once and then just kind of like forgot about it. It's, it didn't become like a cult film in the same way Shaun of the Dead did. No. Yeah. Well, and I think too that like... Which is a shame. Yeah. yeah. And the cast too, like Bill Nye, Martin Freeman, like... Jim Broadbent. Oh my God! Oh, the, so there's that moment at the end where uh, you find out the the big twist. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, this is gonna be incredible spo- twist. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah. This, this is gonna be very spoilery. Sorry. This, I don't give a shit. This is don't gonna be spoilery. Care. You had ten fuck. years to watch this movie. I don't give a shit about spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
the statute of limitations. It's is over. on Netflix. Watch it. When uh, when I was at that screening a couple months ago, at the end when Jim Broadbent, uh, when you when you find out that like the chief of police has been part of the like evil town council, mm-hmm. um, and he has this line about how we're just trying to make Sanford great again, Ugh. the entire theater just went. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, he did it first. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I th- I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that Hot Fuzz got a bigger release and it didn't sort of have the same like. Have you have you have you seen this? Have you like have you heard about right, this? Right, right. It wasn't the like hot new like oh you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead this like amazing indie horror comedy. Yeah, you're fucking up, dude. And, th- and that was sort of like before indie horror comedies were yeah. relatively common. Yeah, like I at th- by that point um I saw it when I was I think a sophomore in high school, um but yeah I had, I had downloaded a couple episodes of Spaced off of like this was even like pre torrent and like not even mm. LimeWire like no. I got them off like a like an I, uh, like an ICQ server or something Ooh. like that, where I had to like download twenty five different little files. Danger um, zone. Oh the danger zone of the internet. Yeah, exactly. And then I I, I heard that they had made <laughs> the a black movie, net. the dark net. Exactly. Uh, and I heard that's what that you felt that that's what you felt like at that age. It really kind yeah, of yeah, like, felt like a, a real cool hacker. secret hacker. Be yeah. like, oh, I'm down in this movie. I'm so cool. But like all all of the other stuff I was getting off that same server was like the bad Mister Show movie or like <laughs> or like episodes of the Red Green Show. <laughs> So like I was really doing some like deep web, nice deep like web. Silk Road shit. <laughs> deep web. I was getting high off that good shit, that good red green episodes <laughs> shit. Jesus. The you know, red green that racy PBS comedy <laughs> that from dank Canada. Internet. Oh my god. Um, but I'd heard that they that, that those guys had made a movie, um, and it was playing in like one theater in my town, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get anyone to go with me, so I just went by myself on like a Thursday night. And uh, immediately fell in love because yeah. it was like, it was hilarious. It was scary. It was sad. And then I violent. Spent, it was violent. Yeah. And yeah. then I spent like the next three weeks telling literally everyone I know, like, dude, you got to see this movie. It's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. And no one acknowledged it until like the night before homecoming when I was in the process of breaking up with my girlfriend at the time. Did you tell her to go see um, it also? Well, we I'm were, sure he told literally by the everyone way, he ever met. This is over. Please the, go see this well, that was Oh, don't worry. He was being broken up with. Well, I, I had picked her up from the train station and we sort of wound up breaking up in the car on the way to the to theater the to go see <gasps> Shaun of the Dead. So we didn't get in until the halfway point. Oh my God. And by that point, it had expanded to like all of the bigger theaters in town. Right. And my friend was like, oh, let's go see Hot Fuzz. I've heard it's really, really good. From me. You heard yeah. it. Yeah. But well, I mean, of course, that was a friend who would like always take my recommendations, but then present them back to me after. I'd be I'd... like, oh, you know what you should say? Yeah. Hot Fuzz. Like, yeah. I've been telling you that for a <laughs> fucking month now. Yeah, and you know why he did that? Because you would react that way every time. Yeah, that's Sorry. that's true. I mean, I can't blame you. Sorry, <laughs> this movie is the best. Um, so, do, have you have you seen Spaced? Yes, I have. Uh, what do you think about Spaced? I love Spaced for many reasons, but I feel like that's when it wasn't like the full tilt Edgar Wright sure. extravaganza that like we've all come to we've all come to appreciate. Like I yeah, come to appreciate, and fair. you and you, but um. It also it feels more like uh, Simon and uh, yeah. Jessica. Th- that's yeah, name? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it feels like a, and it's so hard to believe that they're in their twenties during that. I'm I like, know. what? I've never seen you this little. It's like I'm older than the cast of Space now. Oh god. Right, you're like I am your age now. What the hell? Oh god. But um, I rem- I had went to like a Q and A with 
that he was doing right when Baby Driver was about to come out. And he talked about the scene in space, which is like one of the best ones, probably maybe the most remarkable for me is like they they they're going to a club and they like run into these guys in an alley and they have like a finger guns fight mm-hmm. with them set to set. To, I can't remember what, I don't song know is. what it is. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's amazing. And they're like, get so into this finger guns fight. And they're like, ends up with the guy like on the floor screaming like, no, nah! like. Is that the same? Is that the same episode that has uh, Nick Frost uh, doing a dance to like the techno remix of the A Team? Me? Yes, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. His his character on on space feels so much different than yeah. all of his. Like he's so aggressive. He's very serious. Yeah, yeah. He was always like the funny guy to to Simon Straight Man. Yeah. Not real so much in the world's end. They kind of flipped that. But that's true. Um. But yeah, that that, that was the most serious. I think it had been at that point yeah and so like it was it was strange when i finally saw sean the dead that like he was the silly one right yeah he's the the, this goofy stoner guy that lives with me but yeah and in space he's like guy with mustache that loves being in the military (laughs) yeah yeah who oh god what was that um the character i like that that one character i think his name was brian yeah like the artist that they live with Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah yeah yeah. every time they would cut to that shot of him like just Painting like screaming. And screaming yeah oh my god it's the best yeah laughs every time i make a lot of jokes personally about tires the the bike messenger oh Michael i forgot Smiley. about him oh my god yeah with he the has, with the rave yeah he has a cameo in Shaun of the dead mm-hmm. he's one of the zombies he's one of the zombies yeah and Which then is, he has a bigger part in the world's end but that's who is like, he in world's end he is the guy that they run into at the bar they're like oh we know you like he's the i think a priest or okay Oh, okay. they they run into him later and they're like, what the hell is going on? Like, and why he's are like, you, stop talking to me again. Yeah. If they see you talking to me, we're all in trouble. OK. And yeah. he's like, I used to buy weed from you in high school. <laughs> like, we know this guy. And he's like, don't talk to me because yeah. if they see you, we're all fucked. And then he's like, great. Thanks a lot. You got me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. World's End is the is the only one I've uh, of the Cornetto trilogy, which is Sean and Hot Fuzz and yeah. uh uh, world's end is the only one I've I've only seen once. What? I and I, I remember. But we did. See oh it my at god! Comic Con in like a screening with the Q and A afterwards. Yeah, it was it was the second was American cool. screening <laughs> of the movie, preceded by the first American screening two hours earlier. Wow! Um, and they came and did an introduction for it, oh and like we we got T shirts that had a map of all of the bars. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, and then the a Golden list Mile. of them all. Yeah, in I the have that map Mile. in my house. Nice on my wall. Oh, we should talk about your crocheting. Okay, yeah, that's um, the story. It's we not can... crochet. Oh, it's not crochet. It's cross- she had cross- to tell you that. Yeah. God, yeah, I didn't sorry. even have to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> um, I know the difference. Busted. I know. So let's talk about your. Let's, let's talk, talk about your your cross stitching. Should, t- should I, I tell that story now? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like after. Okay. So it was right when the world's end was about to come out. I hadn't yeah. even seen it. I was so I decided I was gonna make this. I'm like looking for the picture. I made it. I'm looking for the picture, just so I can describe it to people. Um, I made this. It's like 13 inches. It's the biggest thing I've ever made. It's a 13 inch circle. So oh, I decided wow. to make this like coat of arms because it's like it's a trilogy. It's kind of a family. They're all they're all bound by this ice cream <laughs> like sure. it sounds hilarious but they're all bound by this ice cream so it's like i looked into how they laid out coat of arms like what did each of the panels mean and like what's in the background what is all that shit in the background is like the protectors so i put the ice cream cones crisscross in the background the shield in the Damn. front there's a panel for each of the three 
and red, green, and blue, which is the colors of the ice cream in the movie. I'm getting real granular no, with this. No, do it. That's what you're but for. But that's what I had to do. Yeah. So yeah. there's like the Shaun on the Dead panel, the Hot Fuzz panel, the World's End panel. And I had only seen the trailer, so I was basing what was in the World's End off the trailers, which sure. was like Barstool, the mixtape, and a pint. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. And so there's like three things. There's a lot of threes. Three things for each of the movies. For Hot Fuzz, it's two guns and the peace lily. Okay. And then for Shaun of the Dead, it's the the record, the shovel, and the cr- the cricket paddle. Okay. So it's like those are all the weapons. Honestly, all of those things are used as weapons <laughs> in each of those movies. It which is yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. lever. I didn't even know. I just oh wow discovered that it. now about you're, my own art. Yeah, that you're I made. more That's of a genius than you thought you were. Weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And then I have the, the banner with the family name at the bottom. So it's like, it says Wright, uh, Frost, and Peg. Nice. So this is giant 13-inch thing, and I made it, and it took me like a month to make it. And Damn. it was a lot. It was a lot of a lot of finger poking and a lot of thread to make it. But yeah, I made it, so. And then it was in the, it was in the San Diego art show, yeah? No, or I no, didn't send that one. But you had other stuff in there. I had other stuff in that, but I didn't send that one. Yeah. But didn't, didn't you bring that to a QA and a or something? I did. Okay. Here's the, so here's the embarrassing story. Uh, yeah, let's so get to the embarrassing part. They did an initial tour with the World's End. Like a few cities on the East Coast and then I think in LA too. It started in LA at Comic-Con and then they went sure. across. So I went to the one at BAM, which is where I saw it. I didn't get a ticket. All the tickets sold out to members. I waited four hours in the line, in the standby line to get in. Oh, wow. I went real early. I was literally a second person in the line. Jeez. So I went with my boyfriend, Zach, and we waited. We were so psyched to get in. We were like, oh, we're in the front row. That sucks for watching the movie, but that's great for the Q&A. Yeah. So I brought it with me. I was trying to finish it so I could fucking like... <laughs> have it yeah totally because i'm an asshole and i was gonna be like look at this thing i made i'm so important <laughs> terrible q a <laughs> procedure like for the record don't be this person <laughs> so i went and i didn't finish it and i was the, i raised my hand to be the last question i had a great gary king question which i'll talk about later okay. um and then some fucking guy in like a yellow polo shirt beat me to the question and i was like god damn it so i didn't get to Ugh. talk um, and I was just like devastated for weeks that I, I didn't finish it on time and it wasn't ready and blah, blah, blah. And then there's another Q&A that pops up like a month later and it's in Chatham, New York, which is like not close to here at all. Oh, wow. So I go home, I get my brother's car that I was talking about that was broken. Yep. I get that car. I drive up to Chatham to this screening with Zach. I'm like, this is my last chance. I've never even heard of Chatham. Yeah, it, I hadn't either. It's like maybe north of New Paltz around there a little bit. Kinda. Weird. It's it's a very cute town. If you ever end up there to follow somebody there huh? um, like I did. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I go to this screen. It's like the smallest theater the ticket was $5. It was like a little paper ticket. It was adorable. The lady at the booth was like, oh, did you know the director's going to be here? And I was like, no <laughs> way. It's so cute. So I had no idea. I was like, what? No shit. <laughs> um, so movie plays. It's great. As always, it's like the fourth time I've seen it. Um, and then they do the Q&A. And then he sticks around for a little bit. So I was like, oh, shit. We're going uh, for it. So I like in. zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> there are other people like chatting, blah, blah, blah. So I go over and he's talking to, to some guy. Some guy like gives him a pat on the back and is like, great job. Love the movie. And then he's 
Edgar Wright himself is like, what at this re he's like, do you know who that was? And I'm like, no. He's like, that was the producer of Dawn of the Dead. And I was like, what? So we like both turned and oh, looked at this shit. guy. He's like, sorry, anyway, what? <laughs> and I was like, so I just thrust it into his hands and go, I made this because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> Blew my big opening line. Good I job. Made this me. Because I'm a I crazy made this person. because I'm a crazy person. That's Nailed partially, it. partially true. Um and he's like looking down at it like, what do I do with this? It's like, this, it's a lot to unpack, I know, because yeah, I just fair. explained it. But I was like, he's like, so what is going on here? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you've got like bits from all. Okay, yeah. And he's like, the mixtape. Wait, how did you know about them? Oh, it's in the trailer. He's like piecing together my own art. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And then I'm like, anyway, I'm like mostly just wanted you to see this. Can to I acknowledge have it that I made it. <laughs> and like, if you want to write your name on it to prove that you looked at it, that's awesome. <laughs> so he signs it. And then I'm out of there. <laughs> By then, like five other people are like, oh, my God, I have to talk to you. So I was like, I'm going to get out of here. Make room for other people to have this experience of embarrassment that I just had. And then I just like booked it to my car and was like, that just happened. That's that was like when I, I met Bob Odenkirk at a bookstore and was like. I finally get it now. Yeah. Like I was just like shaking the whole walk. Right. Back I was like, ah, it's, it's like, happening. It's like I met my hero. Oh my You're God. like, oh my God. Yeah. So but, it happened. It hangs next to my bed now. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, I, I need to put it in some kind of frame because it's getting really bleached from the sun. Oh no. Um, bad, 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 bad. But I, um, yeah, that's the story. You know, I feel like a lot of his movies could sort of be summed up with, I made this cause I'm a crazy person. Right. Like, all of the stuff he does, like, there's no reason you would set out to do that. Like, no, there's no reason you would set out to drink sixty beers. Yeah, or like, 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 wh- like making, like, just the idea of making a movie like Hot Fuzz, like, oh, it's oh Bad Boys, God. but we're gonna do it in the English countryside. Yeah, like, that's, but also Point Break. <laughs> yeah, like that's fucking crazy. Or, yeah. or like, oh yeah, no, we're gonna take Scott Pilgrim and just do it and make it. Yeah, yeah. like we're gonna we're gonna make that. Yeah, before we've even finished the comics, we're gonna just do this. Yeah, let's so let's let's talk about let's talk about Scotty P. Okay, let's talk about Scott. Um. I I wanted to love it. I really didn't like it the first time I saw it. Oh, yeah. And now I like it. Yeah. I I loved the books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The it, books are great. It felt very flat to mm-hmm. me. Like, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think there was something about the compression of the storytelling. Mm. Because the story of Scott Pilgrim in, in the comics unfolds over a couple of years. Yeah. I think. And then in, yeah, in the movie, it's like two It's weeks. like right away. Yeah. 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 It's like all of the exes come to town or like yeah. happen to be in town. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I really, I also really liked the books, but I did feel first off. I'm also, I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that just can't take Michael Sarah seriously in anything. That's true. I yeah. just can't. You can't take him Michael Sarah seriously. He's. No, I can't. <laughs> Sarah that, that, that I no, got it, it though. I just can't. Like, I can't handle him. Yeah, um, I get it. And so that was that was kind of a hard part of it for me, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking Brendan Routh, and that is actually hysterical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. The cast is across the board. It's unbelievable. Like, like, yeah. To the point where you can't believe that he even had that cast for that yeah. movie. Yeah. But then, like, I feel I felt like the parts of it that were magical realism were taken too literally mm-hmm. and the best parts of the book that were like really real and like grounded and heartbreaking were kind of lost yeah and i don't think that that's necessarily his fault i think no. that that's something that's just kind of lost that was always going to be lost in translation yeah but 
it was really frustrating, especially because, yeah, the book is very heartbreaking in the way it unfolds over several years and yeah. Scott, like, really fucks up. Yeah. Like, in a way, yeah, a in the movie, Scott, Scott almost has no agency and he's just, like, dragged along with this. But the whole point of the books is that, like, Scott always has agency. Scott just always makes the wrong choice. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Which could be said about any of his characters, honestly. That's true. Like, you could say that about Sean. You could say that about Nicholas Angel. You could easily say that about Gary King. That's like, true. Though, I mean, I think, baby, I think they're all a little more driven like mm-hmm. the character of scott is sort of about you know overcoming you know early 20s ennui mm-hmm. um so like there's a sort of inherent in that character is sort of like i don't wanna yeah <laughs> it's hard <laughs> um i guess i mean yeah sean not sean a little bit too oh, yeah, I oh man true. i gotta get my life together Ugh. <sighs> I gotta go get my mom. I gotta go argue with Peter Serafinowitz and then stab him. <laughs> oh my god, I Ugh. love him so much. He's so he is one of the unsung heroes of that movie. For real, like I mean, in anything he does, really. Oh yeah, he's one of the unsung heroes of just comedy. I could in do an, an entire episode of Peter Serafinowitz. Oh, we, we might we might have to get you on Skype and please do that do later. It. Yes, please. I, I mean, I could do. I we're. Uh, my sketch teacher is gonna at some point come on and talk about you uh, look around you, okay, which is one of the best Fuck, things I love ever. That. Um, look around you. Sarah Finowitz did. Look, um, here's an ant. <laughs> bless you, ants. Bless. bless. Um, that that is one of the things I pull out just constantly, pretty constantly. Bless, <laughs> bless, bless you something. Bless you. Like I was talking to my friend Lumpy. Keegan the other day. I was like, bless you, Keegan, Bleegan. <laughs> um. He uh, he also he did this series of sketches uh, about this character named Brian Butterfield that are the funniest thing in the world. They're just they're just list sketches Mm -hmm. of like inaccurately named foods. Oh my god, I love that! I'll I'll show them to you afterwards. Yes, please. There's nothing Brandon likes more than a good like list of very specific (laughs) things, or like a good (laughs) list of silly names. Like a couple years ago, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it was like last year when they posted that. Photo that, that like fucking oh. photo of the basically room full of ghosts that was the Republican uh, interns. Oh yeah, the shining thing. Wait, yeah, no, it was it was all the Republican. Right. It was Paul Ryan with all of the like Republican yeah, 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 yeah. interns. Uh-huh. It does kind of um, look like that photo. It just, from the I shining, thought it yeah. was shining. Yeah, it's yeah. just a room of fucking ghosts, basically. Right. Anyway, somebody I want to say in like GQ um, wrote a. It was an article that was just a list of. It was just a caption for the names of all of them. It, by like by row and they just went through and made up names for every single person in the photo it's like a couple oh my god yeah, he was it's, dying. It's a just keeps going. Astonishing. You might like the list of like the person that goes to a shoe store and takes pictures of all the shoes and assigns them like a life story. Yeah. Oh, there's a pretty good imager album of dogs like that too. Yeah. Like dogs yeah. wearing clothing and he like assigns them like 35, mother of five, doesn't enjoy rap. Yeah, it's like that with like. shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sarah Finowitz oh, is, Sarah is unbelievably good in, in a small kind of thankless part. That's not not even all that funny no but like it wonderful the, i feel like the when i first saw it i kind of didn't get it i was like yeah he seems like he's just a complication he's just a dick yeah it's like he's just the guy that's kind of in the way but ruining but my like, fun yeah but like he, no he actually is kind of like part of the thesis of the movie right yeah um 
God, he's he's so he hasn't he wasn't in any, any of the other ones. No, right? he's only in that one. Same okay. with Dylan Moran, who was also Moran. Oh, Moran, sorry. Who I also adore. Oh my god, as a human. Another. That's another episode, really. <sighs> yeah, like Black guy. Books is a whole episode for me. <laughs> yes, please. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Uh, just I could spend just an hour on. I, I rewatched that. I rewatched that like I rewatched like every three months. Honestly, I think. Yeah. One of my favorite fucking images to use on the internet is just the still photo of him holding the oh no sign <laughs> on the other side of the door. Oh no, you've locked me out. Oh no. <laughs> There's something that, that and I'm going to drink heavily and shout. Like those are my two like. Oh go-tos. yeah, I'm gonna drink heavily and shout. Yeah, things things that I'm really into. A scene from the pilot where okay. <laughs> he's like. He gets punched in the face with his skinheads, and he's on the couch. And like Manny's like, "Oh, I could do your, your I could do your books. I'm an accountant." And he's like, "Wait, you mean you could do more?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he's like, "Can I get a ham sandwich?" And he's like, "Uh huh." And he goes, "And a pickle?" And he like makes the most demented happy face. <laughs> Zach and I have been doing that for like two <laughs> weeks. Just that bit. Like he'll just turn to me and go like, "In a pickle?" and a make pickle? that face. Oh, it's, yeah, it's it's so good when like. Things like that just become sort of part of your lexicon. Oh my god! Like, like Beth and I over the over the last year since uh, Clay Croker, uh, who was one of the he was the voice of Zorak and Moltar on mm. Space Ghost. Oh, that's right. Um, that's he right. died. That's right. You know, a, a little while ago. R.I.P. We've wound up watching this Space Ghost episode called Kentucky. My Nightmare. favorite Space Ghost episode. <laughs> it was my favorite episode before he died. Uh, we just yeah. downloaded it and started watching it a lot more after nice. that. Um, <laughs> yes, please. And like that. I would say we, we throw around at least three or four lines from that perfect. episode every day. Uh-huh. It's 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 nine minutes and 34 seconds long, and it's one of the most perfect pieces of television I've ever seen. Uh, that and there was a... There's another... Things that... Uh, <laughs> click hole. Uh-huh. There's, there's a couple click holes that, oh, like, yeah. click hole articles that we'll just re- reference constantly. There's one... It's from, like, three years ago, but I recently... It was, like, the most perfect moment recently in conversation with somebody else. She... Uh, she sent me she was like babysitting her nephew and she sent me like a little snapchat of Mm -hmm. her nephew like in his thing and she was rocking him and some jazz was playing in the background and she captioned it like little jazz boy (laughs) and i was like this is my moment (laughs) and i whipped out this click hole article from like three years ago that's a quiz that says are you a little jazz boy or a big jazz boy (laughs) and i sent it to her and she was like where the fuck did you you get how did you just have this so fast i was like look i always have this ready (laughs) i've been ready for three years for this moment (laughs) there's there's that one and then my personal favorite is the one uh it, it was uh, the five times the audio animatronic fox on Splash Mountain yes. <laughs> came to came to life and told me he was going to marry, marry my dad. dad. Yeah, I think of you every time that pops <laughs> up in my timeline. My very religious my dad. My very religious dad. Yeah. It's it's just it's so so brilliant. Yeah. Um. Oh, so going going back to to uh, Dylan Mor- Moran 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 Dylan yeah. Moran which whichever one. Uh, one of one if of the your stateside. One of the things that uh, he. That they did a lot what in Shaun of the Dead. And he, he does sort of throughout his movies, mm-hmm. or at least the Cornetto All ones. Um, there's that scene where they where uh they run into basically another group yes. that's just doppelgangers that's yeah. of all of them. Mm-hmm. Do, do you remember who they were? I know one, one of them. of them's Martin Freeman. One of them's Martin Freeman. Yeah. And it, that's supposed to be Dylan Moran, right? That's no, his double. He's supposed to be oh, he's Sean. He's supposed to be Sean, yeah. That's yeah, that's uh Yvonne's boyfriend, Declan. Right. Yeah. Right, and the the girl is is the uh, the woman from uh, Spaced. Yeah, Jessica. I'm trying to remember who the other three are. There's I don't know if 
I, I feel, I feel like, like they're some... like bit they're they're yeah. in the whole like family of British actors that you see and you're like, oh that guy, like some of those guys. Yeah, but like it's I think one of them is Olivia Coleman. I think it might be. I think you're right. The the mom. The, yeah. The other Barbara, I think, is I think Olivia you're Coleman. Right. Yeah. God, she's so she's so fucking good. Um, that was but that's like a really photo. That's a really Yeah, I'm looking trying to find the photo. Like, it's just uh, can it's I not a photo of you? you. It's that we're talking about it's a photo of the two of the guys in the car in Hot Fuzz and yeah. that we're talking about this. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> um that's that's like a kind of gutsy move to put such a meta joke yeah. into your first movie. Yeah. I <laughs> like mean, twenty minutes in. Yeah. I feel like uh that's how you know. It's like, oh, this shit's just getting started. We're making oh, yeah. jokes like this in this movie. Wait till you see the next three. Oh, yeah. And like, there's so many so many yeah, things in there that like... <sighs> that's me. That you wouldn't think it's would be... Me. <laughs> there's so many things in there that you wouldn't think would become running jokes. Oh, my God. The fence? Like, like, oh, that's exactly, <laughs> the fence! The, the fence is a great joke on its own. And the fact that he's able to do it two more times in completely different ways... Yeah. Yeah, is different kind outcomes. Of, yeah, in, in Sean, uh, he runs and he tries to he just leaps over the fence. Yes. Um, in Hot Fuzz, doesn't he just run through it? No. Nick Frost tries to get over the fence and doesn't work. Right. But of course, Nicholas Angel gets over the fence perfectly, of like course. with perfect form. And then Danny Butterman tries and does not succeed. And yep. then in the world's end, Gary King is too drunk to make it over the fence <laughs> and just takes the whole fence down with him. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember which one it just comes down. Yeah, it's it's Gary it's King. And he yells, one. oh, fuck. When everything, it's everything just comes down in World's End. That's Actually, true. Yeah, everything that's been set up over the past world. two movies just oh, comes down. Yeah, we have to talk about that next. I have yeah. so many feelings about that movie. Um, And I, I think that's kind of one of the things he's he's very brilliant about is like, if, if you look at something like, there aren't that many comedy sequels mm-hmm. and those movies aren't sequels necessarily, but like they, mm-hmm. they but sort they're of related. Yeah. They share a DNA and they have running jokes, mm-hmm. but it's not just repeating them. No. Like it's inverting them and spinning them around mm-hmm. and it's, it's really, it's really good. It's really smart. He's good at it. He's, he's good, good at, at visual it. comedy. Yeah. He's good job, amazing Edgar, at visual right? comedy. Good job. Like, uh, like, like uh, uh, uh. So let's talk World's End. Okay. The World's End is probably like the most emotional movie has made me in the last decade. Like, oh, wow. All right. I have cried, like cried every time I've seen it. I saw it in theaters four times. I cried all four of those times. Wow. And like two of those times people looked over at me and I was like, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, <laughs> don't look at me. I was like, how are you not moved by this? Okay. So... There are lots of little tiny reasons that I love The World's End for reasons that are unique to me. And I guess, like, I don't know, maybe not just me. Um, so if you haven't seen it, sorry. Again, spoiler, suck it up. Deal yeah. with it. came out three years ago. We're going to yeah. talk about it. We might be a little bit more delicate with Baby Driver. but Yeah. Like, that's, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a little more tact there. Um, so this guy decides to rally up his high school gang of friends and, like, go on this insane... Pub crawl. Pub crawl throughout their hometown that they never accomplished when they were teenagers. And then they get there. Because he's kind of having a midlife crisis. Because he's a hot mess of a person. Like the guy you you all have a friend like Gary King that is like an exact replica of that kind of mess. That you're like, I'm infuriated by you, but I still care about you. But why do I care about you? He is that guy. So they all go back to their hometown. They realize that it's like it's weird. They don't people don't recognize them. It's something's awry. And they've all been replaced with replica, alien, robot, whatever they are. Blanks. They call them blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then they're basically trying to get out of that. So big reveal. Sorry about it. At the end, you reveal, you find out that he tried to kill himself. And that is when I saw that my heart sank in the theater. Like I lost it. I completely lost it. It's like, I've tried to explain this to so many people over the last three years. Like, why did this upset me so much that you find out that the big reveal is that Gary King tried to kill himself. And I was like, honestly, because I see myself in each of these characters and in the most in Gary King, because it's like, am I the asshole friend that like you can't deal with? Or like, that is such a problem for you. Like, am I that friend to people? Or like, I have that sisters of mercy shirt. I have that outfit. I've worn that outfit. Like, now i would wear it now i wear that shirt all the time like (laughs) when he has that little 10 minute bit about talking about why he still likes the sisters of mercy i've had that conversation like (laughs) i love the sisters of mercy not past um their second album but still um (laughs) which is something he said in Q&A, but that's unrelated um so like i've i see myself in each of those characters and when he was saying that like it was supposed to be the the beginning of the rest of his life and it didn't happen and like nothing ever materialized past that point in his life and if he couldn't have this pub crawl like what did he have it's the only thing he could do yeah and i was just stunned like i'm still like oh my god i don't know if that's what he like meant people to feel in that moment but i was just devastated oh i mean i'm i'm sure i'm sure that was intentional and i, I think there's something about simon pegg that's incredibly relatable. Yeah. Um, well, it's that despite, this is going to sound shitty, and like not despite the material, but like Simon Pegg's actually a very good actor. Oh, he's Simon Pegg is an incredible actor. Like he's not, he's not just a funny, like he's no. not, there's a lot of people that are in like comedy movies that like that's all they can do is like yeah. be the silly guy, no, but like no, amazing. Simon Pegg is an incredible actor. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah and can, like, yeah. And like all of the the protagonists that he plays in the in the Cornetta movies, not, not so much Nick Angel because not all, many of us are super cops. Oh, but I think I am the most like Nicholas Angel of any of them. Oh, go yes. on, go on. It's like if you put the outfit of Gary King on Nicholas Angel, that's me. Like, <laughs> not a. I've I've carried my piece Lily home on the subway, like exactly like he did, like. <laughs> The guy with the brain that doesn't switch off. I am that guy. Like I am him hyper analyzing every situation that you've ever been in. Like, I think it's just called having anxiety. Yeah, I think that's just social maybe. anxiety. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. But yeah, when every time I watch Hudfuss, I'm like, dude, this guy is way too relatable to that, me. That, oh man, I, I'd never looked at him that way. And that's, that's really interesting. I mean, I, I identify and always have with Sean mm-hmm. as just kind of always like wanting to feel like more of an adult Mm -hmm. than I feel like I am, yeah, you know, and like sort of struggling with like trying really hard to grow up, Mm -hmm. but just having a kind of rough go of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course there's no zombie apocalypse in my life yet. No, But um, yeah, there's, there's something about like the, the, those characters mixed with the writing and the way it's directed that like, really just gets in there yeah yeah and the other devastating moment in the world's end is between him and rosamund pike and she is about to escape in her car he's like go climb down the drain pipe i got this and they have like a like a we'll, we'll always have paris moment with each other and it's like right before that he says something to her she's like oh it doesn't always have to be about that night and he's like doesn't it like isn't that it like isn't that all isn't that like the whole thing that like that's all we've got together and like and she goes well it doesn't have to be 
and he's got this look on his face that's like what like but but how like what no this is my this is my entire life completing this pub crawl is my life and then she like you know climbs on the he jumps down the thing and like breaks her fucking windshield like <laughs> back to being a hot mess but well, that, yeah, that that's sort of like that moment at the end of sean when uh ed has already you know has been bitten yeah. and they're sitting on the fire escape and they're having that like very like adult conversation yeah. about like, well, I, we're gonna have to kill ourselves. How are we gonna do it? Yeah, and but like it's not. It's it's so devastating, but yep. it's played kind of lightly. Yeah, because he does like finger guns. Yeah, it's like well, then you. <laughs> yeah. Like oh my god, that th- there's so many. You know, I I, I was almost gonna say earlier like uh, his these movies never really like hit me all that much emotionally but mm-hmm. no no turns out they did yeah right yeah yeah, like, yeah they, they have all these like very deep emotional moments just like hidden in the absurdity yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you're like wait what the fuck yeah why this was funny a minute ago why am i so upset yeah, like oh yeah. frost just threw himself through a door and that's hilarious and now we're on to this like yeah. Yeah. What a complete we, whirlwind. We just had a, a choreographed beating to Queen. Yeah. And, and now, now we're all we're crying. talking about killing ourselves in yeah. the, the zombie apocalypse. Like, what just happened? Um, he pulls the rug out from under you. So let's, let's move on to Baby Driver. Okay. Which I was not expecting to just become such a controversial topic on the internet. Yeah. Like, it, it got well, really, like, it was hard when to we talk saw about it, Baby, Baby Driver. Yeah. You loved it when we first saw it. I, I liked it. Okay. I didn't I didn't love it. I, I think you liked it more than a lot of other people did. I, I think I did, but, like. I think my first reaction was, it was fine, but somebody's going to get nominated for an Oscar for editing that For thing. real. Yeah. That is unbelievable. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No if matter, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was my end of the day thing. I was like, yeah. look, you can feel how you want about the, like, movie as a whole, but, yeah. like, somebody deserves a fucking Oscar for editing if that thing. If they don't, oh, yeah. it will be a fucking like, crime. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, his movies are always impeccably edited and, like, it very much have their own style. But this was yeah. like, oh, let's take that and just crank it yeah. to a thousand. Yeah. Um, Baby Driver is, is a, it's a heist movie. Yep. Basically, about, you can say that that's um, not a spoiler. Yes. Yeah, about th- about this this kid who uh, lost his hearing uh, in one ear or both ears or something. He has tinnitus. He's got a ringing so in his like, ears, yeah. so he listens to music all the time to kind of cover that up. Yeah, he's a really good driver. I mean, none of this is he's all a that really spoiler. Good driver. He's, he's, yeah, this he's is a, just the trailer. Yeah, he's a really good driver, and it's a heist movie, and he's he's doing all of these because he kind of accidentally through things that you, I'm not going to spoil in the movie, but has gotten himself indebted to In Kevin Spacey's spot. character yeah. Yeah. Um, who's like a crime boss. Yep. That's that's a pretty yeah. spoiler-free description of the movie. Yeah. And then he goes into the diner and falls in love with this, this, this waitress. Lady. Yes. Like and th- that's all in the trailer. Yep. Um mm-hmm. what did what did what did you think? Um so I saw it on opening night and I I really liked it. Like and I still really like it. I there were a lot of things that I wasn't expecting like the way that they I had some form some ideas, but like, oh, this is how it's gonna go. Didn't play out any of those ways. Like, no, no, I was no. Like, oh, it damn. has about three false endings. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know I what? Let's like, just go ahead and whoa. say spoiler warning for the next. Because kind of one long. of my favorite parts, like yeah. I have to spoil it to talk yeah. about yeah. the the scene that stuck with me the most from from Baby Driver. Like I I think I know most of our audience, and I think if they're gonna see Baby Driver, they've already seen. They've it. Seen yeah, and it if you haven't seen Baby times. Driver and you really are that upset about it, just like fast forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is our show. We make the rules. Yeah, no parents 
Screw uh, you, internet. <laughs> I've been driving on that man's wet on the wheel. I got, I got that. I knew what he was saying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I still knew what you're doing. <laughs> I, I was. I was just, that makes him feel better when someone understands his I jokes. I was that. just waiting for radar love. To I show got up that in the movie radar love yeah. joke. It finally did. It did. Also, I mean, it just had like, to be there eventually. Is he best friends with Queen? Because Queen shows up a lot. Like Queen is in everyone but the world's end. Where I is think he? Just likes where is Queen music. in Hot Fuzz? Queen, he wait. Maybe it's not in Hot Fuzz. Maybe not. Maybe not. I think it's just in Sean twice. That's what I'm thinking. Of. I think you might be right. It's yeah. in Sean twice, and then not in Hot Fuzz or The World's End. And then yeah. Queen is back. For I think he driver. just likes Queen. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Which yeah. is fine. Uh, I real quick side note. Um, that image of Ra- of Rami Malek is a whoa, as a Freddie whoa. Mercury. I gotta talk to somebody about that. It's a fucking that. blessed image right now. I gotta yeah. talk to somebody about uh, that. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um. But so you're saying you want okay, your favorite? Yeah. Parts so of the movie? like the scene that has is still sticking with me from Baby Driver. So, um, he goes. Baby goes into the diner to pick up Deborah, and he sees Buddy sitting at the counter, John Hamm's character, and. They start there. He's got a gun in his book and he's like, yeah. obviously, like sticking up the place or like mm-hmm. Deborah's like about to fucking cry. She's like, I don't know what to do. And he thinks that he's there for Deborah. And it's just this turns out it's just this coincidence. But he doesn't know anything about Deborah. And baby. He does. Yeah. He's like so starting to piece that together. But because of the fact that he showed up to get her. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, but before that, that, but before that, you know, he's just happens to be robbing this diner and then baby walks in. And everything gets so much worse because suddenly he realizes that this is the chick he's in love with. Well, I thought that he figured out earlier that Deborah was the girl because they play the tape. Oh, they play maybe the tape that's of her why. being like, hey, it's me. It's Deb. And they were like, wait, the girl from the diner? They thought you said you didn't know her. Like, why would you lie about that unless you did know her and you did care about her? Maybe, and then but he I'm goes also there not to, sure to get that her. Buddy's that bright. I don't know. Cause I mean, I mean, Buddy's so coked up, it it, it could true. go either he's, way. He's pretty. Yeah. pretty I don't know. I'd have to watch high. it again. That was my initial interpretation of that. Was like, I'm gonna beat you there because I know you're gonna fucking be there. Yeah, that, that's how I read it. Yeah, too. you're gonna be there to get this girl. So, um, he grabs his headphones and is like, "Oh, what are you listening to?" And it's Barry White's "Never Gonna Give You Up." And he like still has one earphone in, and, and oh god, baby still has one earphone in, it, and then Buddy takes the other one. And he starts singing along and he sings the part where it's like, oh, the I'm never going to stop. And you could tell that he meant it like hmm. he was not going to keep fucking with you until you were dead. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, like this Barry White song is a whole new meaning to me because mm-hmm. Don Ham is never going to stop until he murders uh, you. Yeah. And he was he was really, really good. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to be the bad guy also in the ending. Full disclosure. I didn't think he was going to be the final bad guy. Yeah. I, I figured it was probably going to be Jamie Foxx. I thought it was going to be him and Jamie yeah. Foxx. Or, yeah. or, or, uh, or Kevin um, Spacey or Kevin was going to take Spacey. a turn and be like. Yeah, but then it turns out Kevin Spacey was a kind of good good guy for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That god, that Monsters Inc. joke. Oh my god, I (laughs) such a good callback. (laughs) Don't you fucking dare quote Monsters. Such a good callback. Speaking of callbacks, when they're watching TV, him and his stepdad are watching TV, and they like cycle through the commercials. Signature move. He does that in Shaun of the Dead too, which I think is like the best. Again, signature. Oh, you dropped. Just your stop phone? putting it in your pocket. Okay. Oh, it's gone. It's now. It's, it's gone. 
Uh, yeah, like the best signature at Great Move is when they're watching TV and Sean and they cycle through the news and it pieces together the news story through the different, like the panic scene. Like, yeah, they oh, do yeah. that again in Baby Driver and all of the things that they watch on TV come up at some point mm-hmm. in the movie. So oh, I was like, wow. there it is. The like little wink, like I'm up to my old tricks here. Like, yeah. here we go. See, I uh, the thing I thought you were going to say is that at one point someone is watching on, on TV, it's playing the music video that kind of inspired Baby Driver. That too. Uh, yeah. The, the, I, I don't it's uh, the Mint band. Royale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mint Royale, which is, it's basically, so like the first scene in the movie is is Baby just sitting in his car uh, waiting for a, Sings you know. Bell Bottoms. Yeah. Bell Bottoms. Yeah, singing Bell, yep. Bell Bottoms uh, by Jay Giles. And, uh, no, not Jay Giles. No, it's the John no. Spencer by, by John Blues Spencer. explosion. Yeah. By John Spencer. Because he God, says it I in will. the song, in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. In case you forgot. And just like doing all the banter and shit because uh, it's a live version. Uh, he made a music video back like 10, 15 years ago that was basically just that, but with Noel Fielding. Yeah, and, which uh, I would have loved to see that fucking oh movie. Oh my God. that would And be I tweeted s- that at him. I was like, can I see the Noel Fielding version, please? That would be so good. Yeah, because it was, it was him, uh, the other the other Boosh guy yeah. was one of the robbers. And, and then I think Nick, Nick Frost, Frost and Michael Smiley. Which one's Michael Smiley? tires oh from wow space. oh wow yeah it's all coming together right um but i that's that's a that's a cool little like touch to have yeah. put in there yeah i would have loved to see that movie that would have been an entirely different yeah. movie oh, yeah. but then like after that opening scene the like secondary opening scene is oh. the one where i'm like well someone's getting nominated for an oscar right? for this the fucking harlem shuffle scene yeah, yeah. the super long take which they did in one that was one that yeah. was that that guy's first day yeah it was that guy's first day, and he did it perfectly. I don't know what the fuck his name is? Engel uh, something? An- Ansel Elgort. No, no, that was the, oh, the his DP. assistant's first day. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, the They were like, here's your first day. We have to do this extremely complicated shot in yep. one take. Oh, Can no. Can you do it? And he did. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, he, he doesn't do a lot of long takes. No. Like, and and that's a, that's the thing that, that I think is interesting about his style in general is that, like, a lot of comedy is best played in long shots yeah. and like wide shots. Yeah. But his stuff is so. It's very precise. It's, it's incredibly precise, yeah. but it's also super cutty and super yeah. like, it, it gives it a whole momentum that a lot of comedy doesn't have. Yeah. yeah. Not I that rem- baby driver was a comedy, but yeah, yeah. I remember him saying I, he had a really hard time getting all five of the, the five musketeers to time their beer drinking to the Doors' Alabama song. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you would not believe how fucking hard that is. I would. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. So then, I mean, and it, it was. It ended up being incredibly polarizing, and I had some issues with it. I had some issues with it in mm-hmm. that I felt like there were a lot of opportunities to give and and again i think this is kind of what we were talking about before Mm -hmm. where it's with a lot of his characters it seems like they have no agency but they Mm -hmm. do have agency they just make bad choices and i think that was the same thing with baby but i found it a lot less endearing with him right i was just annoyed yeah (laughs) i was just annoyed and i think part of that is that like and and it then i think part of that was just that that i don't know it was just i think it was the actor and he was a phenomenal actor, yeah. but mm-hmm. I think it was the actor in a way that, like, there was a part of me that was like, what is this twee hipster bullshit? Look at you this guy. Shit. <laughs> look at this yeah. guy. This Look at this fucking twee ass ending. Who you is little, this child? You little shit. 
fucking twee ass ending of Deborah standing near the fucking car and, and then I was like, nineteen fifties weird shit. Did you think that was the real thing? Like he was actually walking out of jail, and that's that's the ending. I, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure either. I was annoyed. I was like, are you dreaming this? Or? I was so annoyed at that point, and I was like, this is like the fifth fucking ending to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what also, really pissed that his name wasn't actually Baby. Right. Oh yeah. Well, she's like, your real name is Miles, and I was like, Miles, what the fuck? Well, it's it, his last name is Prower, and he hangs out with a blue hedgehog in his spare time. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Gotta go fast. <laughs> Gotta go fast. <laughs> Gotta go fast and watch some Christian Vore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> theme of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it does work thematically. Honestly. And, 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 you know, it, it Baby does spend most of the movie eating chili dogs. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the whole bank scene. Like oh, yeah. Well, not, okay. Not dancing at all. It, was, it was interesting that the... Ansel Elgort w- played him, but that it was overdubbed by Jaleel White. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, one of the another one of the things that I was unclear on, I mean, I think I figured it out, but what I was unclear on is when the armed robbery, the armed truck, the armored truck thing, if that guy was yes. there because he was supposed to be there with the truck company as extra security mm-hmm. or if he was just some dude that happened fucking to there. fucking be there yeah. and have a gun and be in the parking lot. That was my boyfriend's same question. Like I was like, I can't. Yeah. It, and then even when they were like interviewing him on the TV later, like it was very unclear whether or not like he was supposed yeah. to be plain clothes security. What was that guy doing there? Yeah. yeah guy with yeah. the truck. Cause and like it's he possible. He was on them for a while. Yeah. Like, and for him to then be like that, like adamant about like, cause I'm like, he's really fucking going after it. Yeah. Yeah. He's for someone who's just like a standby an bystander, going like an innocent bystander is like yeah. really going after them. Cause like I could, I could see an armored truck company also hiring like extra plane close security to follow the truck at a distance. Like I could mm-hmm. see that being a reasonable thing that happened in the world. Yeah. Well, but, I think they <laughs> clocked him as that too. Cause yeah, cause bats kept calling him soldier boy. Yeah. So I, I don't know. know. That was very unclear to me too, which yeah. was just like then frustrating. Cause I'm like, so then this whole scene is predicated on like, you just wanted to have this scene, but there didn't seem to be a reason for it. Right. So there were some, that's what I'm saying. There were some like, there were some definite plot holes that very much frustrated me. Yeah. Cause that seems like a, a mistake that they wouldn't have made. Yeah. Like, considering how precise that. Yeah. Um, what's his, what's a uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey's, Spacey's I don't remember. Uh, I, I, I almost uh, said it was like ham, but I know it's not <laughs> ham. No, that's the pig from I'm, Toy Story. It's his name now. Um, actually, wait, wait. Can we talk about the MVP of the movie? His nephew. Oh, oh my nephew. god, the nephew! Yes, the nephew. The, the nephew, nephew is a better criminal than all of them. Yeah, the full nephew disclosure. is better than every single one of them. The What's nep- his nephew's name? Jake or something? The nephew is up there. Choice. His, his name is Monsters Inc. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Sam. Sam. It's Sam. Sam. The nephew, like it's Sam's favorite movie. The nephew is up there in just like bit characters that just steal the movie. Yeah, with Sam. the like the prevert guy from Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, Sam really ran with it. Oh yeah. my god, best use of screen time. Yeah, the um, I think the the thing for me that uh, I, I think uh, the the problem I had with Baby Driver was it weirdly. It reminded me more of a Michael Bay movie mm, than a an Edgar Wright movie, mm-hmm. and because like Edgar Wright made the most perfect Michael Bay movie with Hot Fuzz, True. but like this one, it felt like all of the spectacle mm-hmm. was spot on, right, and was super cool to watch, yeah, and like was you know impeccably edited and shot and timed, but a lot of the other stuff just felt kind of rote. Hmm. Like all, like a lot of the dialogue, and I, I know he was like 
going for kind of a pastiche. Mm-hmm. So like I get why it's like that, yeah. but like a lot of the other stuff just felt felt flat compared Aww. to and I, and I think wah, wah. I think he yeah. is one of those guys and that like I mean, he needs I a co-writer en- yeah mm. and I mean I did very much I enjoyed Baby Driver oh yeah, yeah. Me too. even Same. though it's different Same. than some of the other stuff you did I enjoyed it it was it was fun like I enjoyed it for two hours it was fun it was yeah. a heist yeah, it was movie it's fun I enjoy a heist movie there's a lot of fun chases yeah I think as like a like larger story editor I was very frustrated by a lot of the structure mm-hmm. there were a lot of structural issues that I had a problem with but they're not so much that I'm like don't see this movie. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. like go see it. Yeah. But know that like, it's got like five false endings and some characters could be better. Yeah. yeah. But I, everybody plays them very, very well. And it's oh, really yeah. cool to watch. And yeah. like, you absolutely like, it's super cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, like you absolutely do need to see it. Like he kept saying like large and loud. Yeah. Like it's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. One of those like don't fucking that, like, watch it on your phone. Don't watch yeah. it. Don't on your watch phone. it on your phone. Don't watch yeah. it on your laptop. Like we we saw it at the Cinerama Dome, Ooh. which is about the best the best way you is can see a movie. Yeah, we saw it at the dome. I yeah. saw it at um, Square. Cinema. Oh yeah, I snuck wine in. I snuck Ooh. a bagel into Sinopolis on twenty third and it was real loud. Ooh. <laughs> but it was also when a I 10 was, in the morning screen. <laughs> when I was younger, I at home at our movie theater at home in Connecticut I once snuck in a foot long hot dog and a chocolate <laughs> milkshake I, took I just walked them in I had a big winter coat on and I just walked in with them under my coat <laughs> you'll appreciate this I took a whole box of ice cream sandwiches to the Muppet movie that's Excellent. amazing and I ate all of them we, when we, I wasn't crying I ate all of them when we were uh, in college uh, I was at I was at the movies one night and uh, the movie theater was right above a Target, and yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the sure this is the one. Yeah, yeah. she, she lives in White Plains. She knows exactly oh, where we're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you. I know you know, but I, yeah. our, most of our listeners, our probably listeners aren't, don't know about the city center. Yeah, they're probably don't not familiar the with the city center. They're not familiar. Um, and the Barnes and Noble that like attached. So many of my friends stole from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so we're we're I'm in there. I'm like going. I'm walking to where they're gonna tear the ticket. And the the woman tearing the tickets is having a very heated argument with this guy. Uh, And she's like, sir, you can't bring in any outside food. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's holding a full-sized bag of uncooked rice. That he had just bought at Target. (laughs) Like like the size of a pillow. And he's like, "What am I gonna do with this?" <laughs> and she's like, "I'm, I'm sorry, it's, it's a rule. No, no, no out, no outside, no food. outside food." He was like, "How is this food?" He was like, "I can't eat it's it. It's free food." Yeah, it was like, "Oh, oh my god." <laughs> yeah, I've also taken a, like twelve Krispy Kreme donuts into that same theater, and no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that. I feel like it was the lady was probably new and was just she like was trying, cracking to, down trying to follow the rules. Hard. You say because in my experience, most movie theater employees are not paid enough to give a shit what you bring into the movie yeah, theater. Nope. She was cracking down hard nope. on the city center. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also used to, I at home. Um, I when we went with my my uh, my best friend Josh, who um, his family is. Uh, is not orthodox but they, they, they're they Jewish right. and so he wore a yarmulke for a long time and then he 
decided that that wasn't for him or whatever but mm-hmm. so he was we it's not that big a town so we went to see movie theater over and over again and eventually yeah. when he got older he still wore a hat all the time <laughs> so we would bring food in and then be like we have to bring this in it's kosher <laughs> we would just go in with josh and be like first, we can't buy your food it's not kosher second, we have to bring this <laughs> for a second i thought you were gonna tell me that you were hiding food in the hat no 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 <laughs> actually no. that's what i thought too I no we like, would just take off the hat and there's gonna be donuts there no we would just they're, they're gonna taste a little greasy, but it's gonna oh, add to the flavor no. profile. Yeah, no, no, we oh would just we would just be like, we have to bring this food in. It's kosher. <laughs> it's the only thing left. And also, again, it was this one. It was this one guy who was there forever. Um, who it turns out is not a guy; is a woman. Uh, he transitioned into a into a lady, mm-hmm. and so eventually she i mean she'd literally been watching us come to this movie theater for like 10 yeah, years she, she was like i don't give a shit lives. she just was like go. she was like i don't give a shit just go just go yeah um so uh before we wrap up are there are there any other uh things that we haven't covered yeah i think um, the biggest thing is the soundtracks oh shit you're right the soundtracks you're right individually yeah. are all incredible true even if you don't like Scott Pilgrim or oh, Baby yeah. Driver. Like, my parents bought the Baby Driver soundtrack. And I went over to their house and they're like, have you seen this movie? <laughs> and you're like, Mom, have you met me? <laughs> my mom pulled a Marvin Berry on me and was like, you know that new sound you're looking for? <laughs> 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 well, this is <laughs> I know your mom, too. So you this is amazing. Mom. Yeah. They, like, she was like, you gotta listen you to heard this. I was like, Mom, I've been listening to for three weeks. Hey, Mackenzie, you know that new sound you've been looking for? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's astounding. To me, your American cousin, Marvin Wright. Things I'm really into, that joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Favorite joke of all time. Marvin Berry. Marvin oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anytime a Marvin Berry joke, joke comes shows up, up. I, I'm going to laugh at it. Because yes. It's, it's yes. Yeah. The, like, the the John Mulaney has an amazing bit about Back to the Future. Um, about how a, basically a white kid invents the blues. Yeah, yeah. Just like does. in La La Land, a white guy saves jazz. Yep, um, yeah. too. But that's another. St- that's Ooh. another story. Um, but yeah, all of the soundtracks are all fucking of the, phenomenal. And I've listened to all of them repeatedly, like for months, months. Yeah. I still like. I'll just throw the World's End soundtrack on there, and they're all like so perfectly appropriate and of period, and like. The song is about what's happening in the movie, and it's all it's it's all too perfect. Yeah. Like the world's end in particular, everything going on in the song is happening in the movie. Like they picked the perfect fucking ones. Like they were like, these are all songs that we actually listened to at this time. And I was like, oh, how yeah. how? And it was the same with same with uh research with Scott Pilgrim too. Like you you could tell. That all of the people that he got to do the songs, like like the chick from Metric, yep. and Beck, mm-hmm. and like all these, you know, and Nigel Godrich to produce the fucking thing, yeah, you know, it, you could just tell it's like, oh, this is like these are just people that he loves, yeah, but that also like makes sense, yeah. um, and like that all of the original music for that movie was so good, yeah, and like. That, that they were able to create three different fake bands that all sound completely different mm-hmm. is super fucking impressive because it's yeah. hard to create one fake band that sounds legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did three. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What was I just going to... I was about to make an amazing... Uh, never mind. Never mind. I lost it. Um, it's okay. All right. Well, show's over. Uh, well, show's over. We started talking about fake bands, but and now I'm just like, thinking about Josie and the Pussycats. But oh, I was thinking about Dr. Teeth. 
Hmm. Who of course I saw, you were. Who I saw the other day. I was going to oh, ask you about that. I was so jealous. He got to go. From the Muppet Bowl. He got to go to the Muppets Live. Everybody I know in LA went to Muppets Live at the Bowl. I, but I didn't get to go. Yeah. I didn't get to go because I was working a show Friday and Saturday night, and then we flew here yesterday. Aww. Everybody I know went. We even all our, went. We even all our cried. friend Teresa, who's a former guest who does not enjoy puppets. Uh, she like went it, because like Angel it. wanted to go and Aww. she loves him and even she went and enjoyed it and, I wanted it. and he's I'm in this fucking nightmare show that I'm just like it's the last week it was week six of a serialized show no. so like it was fine but like it, it was basically just like six weeks of hell week so I was yeah. just like I just want to be done yeah like I want I think one of the End actresses it put it best she said uh I can't wait for a time when I'm ex- actually excited to see you people um <laughs> she's like I can't wait for that to be a thing again Ooh. um because we've just been with each other constantly yeah. for like six yeah. weeks so I'm like in in the show literally in the show and he's yeah. like snapchatting me from it and he's i was like, like i hate oh, you Kermit's so much well the the first the first text i sent her uh was approximately four minutes into the show um wow, right w- it was just yup already crying yes because they <gasps> they they recreated the like set from the muppet show from the opening and just did the opening line. What? Like, like they had like the weird like full costume guys yes, come out of the yes. arches, and it was the same ones from the the opening of the show. Stop it! And I was like, it, you I was just already just it. like, yeah, I bet you oh, were. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop the, it! Oh man, it was it was oh, like man. I don't I don't want to throw this word around lightly, but it was fucking magical. <laughs> what what fucking or magical? Both. Which Both. Do you wanna- <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it that's was a, that's a, for you, absolutely I know that's incredible. Important. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the Muppets are like Yeah. The Muppets and the Toy Story characters are I think my my two favorite like just groups of characters. Yeah. I mean I, I cried during the Muppet movie. Oh my god. A lot so, of times. A the lot the, of the times. new so, one wait. the new one or the or the no, original? The original. Oh, the, <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I cry every time every time Charles Gruden tries to fuck Miss Piggy. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Which is like the plot of the uh, great Muppet Caper. Yeah. 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 And like <laughs> Which is weird. It's not even like subtle. Like no. he's just like openly talking about wanting to fuck this stuffed pig. But it does have <laughs> Oh, another one. It does Great Muppet Caper has another one of those things that we just say in our house, which is no bears have hats. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, speaking of things saying around the house that are Edgar Wright related the like the most perfect in hot fuzz when um nicholas angel's talking to martin freeman and he's like oh can i transfer oh can i i need to talk to this and he's just like nope 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 and then he goes new <laughs> every fucking day like i say that <laughs> almost every day like new <laughs> I, I i pretty often will just find myself thinking narp yep that one too like if i'm just saying like yep yep narp, narp. yarp 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 <laughs> Oh, it's so it's so good. Oh, the the uh, the screening that I went to, uh, T Daltz was also there. What? Which was real cool, dude. Also, Fucking things saying like I'm trying to think of all the things from these movies I say all the time. Firing your gun up in the air and going ah, like <laughs> <laughs> did it at a party. <laughs> like, <laughs> Also, also all of Florida. Uh, yeah. Did you did you see how? Yeah, the they had to ah, at the hurricane. They don't had to. Do it. They had to literally issue a statement that was like, "Please do not fire your fire <sighs> fire your guns at the hurricane." Yeah, yeah. Fire fire them at don't the hurricane and say don't shoot ah. at the hurricane. Yeah. Don't fire your gun up in the air and go out. Um, other ones. Oh, um, in the world's end when. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're talking about like how they might have to run out into a field and Eddie Marson's character goes, I hate fields. Like, <laughs> that's another one. Such a oh, specific oh, oh, line. oh, okay. I really have to mention this. Okay, the whole like James Bond thing that uh, between Pierce Brosnan and Dalton. Yes, Timothy Dalton. Okay, so I I, I figured this out after the world after the world's end. Which one was Brosnan in? He was in. He's in the world's end. Oh, okay. Oh, he's the bad guy. He's right? their teacher. Yeah, oh, right. guy. His name is Guy, which they yeah. think is so hilarious, probably because they're drunk. But um, it's a little funny. So you have Timothy Dalton in Hot Fuzz. And then you have Pierce Brosnan in the world's end. And someone was like, oh, you know what? He probably did that. It's like he's Pierce Brosnan is the blank of Timothy Dalton. And then you've got two bonds, like some kind of connection there. And I was like, <laughs> wow, wow, that, you're right. Yeah. Wow. I I feel like that might not have been intentional, but probably like, but not. it's funny. But like but he cool. was replaced with Pierce Brosnan, like a different bond to be like a similar sort of maybe sinister guy that's in on the whole thing. Yeah. That happened. I completely forgot Pierce Brosnan was in that movie. He's so likable in The World's End, though, with, like, the sweater vest and, like, the weird accent. He's like, just, he's really likable in he general. Is. Yeah. He like, just is. I think my favorite, when he was in, when he was in Mamma Mia, I saw, aw. like, my favorite uh, interview with him where people were, like, some of the guy interviewing him was like, so people uh, are uh, having a... Uh, some opinions about your singing because it was fine it was and fine yeah and he was like he's not a singer like it's and they were like no, he's what do you say fun. he was like what do you what do you say to that and he was like and his response was well my wife said i did okay so i did okay <laughs> <laughs> there uh there was a uh mondo released a Shaun of the dead poster uh mm. like three four years ago yeah and it's it's this really cool shot of sean when he's standing on like a car mm-hmm. or something and, and it's just like a surrounded by a sea of zombies yes. from like right before they go into the Winchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just Which I this, think that's a Dawn of the Dead shot too. I think it might be. Yeah. I think it yeah. might be. Um and this Makes sense. for the tenth anniversary they uh, the same artist did a hot fuzz poster <gasps> with that was the same uh the same framing. It was blue instead of kind of brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and the standard version had you know, had Nick Angel on there and a uh, uh, Danny standing next to him. And they're both in their uniforms. Mm-hmm. The variant edition has Angel in his uniform, but Danny's got the like the hat. Yes, the, the little one. cowboy and outfit. The, yeah, the cowboy outfit, yes! and the big monkey. It's so the good. tiny cowboy. <laughs> it's so good. I I would watch it. I would watch a movie that was just like him and Jim Broadbent, just yeah. like oh, and Bill out. Bailey as the desk guy. Oh, you the right. nobody tells me nothing thing. That's another one. Put that on the list of things <laughs> I say all the time. Nobody tells me nothing. Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> or and somebody from Linden called. <laughs> we shouldn't say that at all, but we did. <laughs> I, I think my favorite. I think my favorite gag in all of the movies is in it's a super subtle one yeah is in the scene in sean when they're throwing the records mm. and oh, uh, and like there's so many great jokes in yeah. that scene yep. like mm-hmm. just the whole thing of them like trying to figure out what to throw the batman soundtrack is so good but uh there's this <laughs> where Prince. where uh, nick gets a hold of the uh like a little disposable camera yeah and when the zombie gets up he, he's not, the camera isn't in the frame, mm-hmm. but you hear the sound of him ter- clicking it. Click, click, yeah. It's so, it's so subtle and so fucking funny. Well, I think my favorite Shaun of the Dead joke is he climbs up the little mini ladder 
of the like the <laughs> playground. He like he's like I'm gonna see if the coast is clear. He like climbs up the little little kid ladder and then every looks, single step and then climbs back down. He's like, so how many are there? He's just, just lots. <laughs> oh, that's oh my god, that's such a good. There's like, a lot of very good visual comedy. Yeah. It's, like it's a great, visual That's comedy. a good example. It's a great joke, but it's also like a bummer emotional beat. So yeah. like, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. That's what we were saying. It's like, this was funny two seconds ago. And then yeah. it was so sad. Yeah. So sad. And I, and I think that's just kind of inherent in the genre they were doing. Yeah. I think that, I think that might be for me why Sean packs the most emotional punch mm-hmm. of that trilogy mm-hmm. because like just the stakes feel so much higher from the jump. Yeah. Like, like hot fuzz, you know, if it's like, a, it feels like a cop movie. Like it doesn't feel into the world mm-hmm. and world's end is eventually does that. feel into the world. But it's, like it's that it's exactly that. Yeah. It doesn't start that way no. as yeah. it, it's not as inherently the apocalypse as quickly as Shaun no, of the Dead yeah. is. Yeah. 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 That, that's it's happening. But now. it's funny because it, it's it's also it's also an interesting bookend because Shaun of the Dead starts in the apocalypse and ends okay. Yeah, and World's the world's end, end starts okay and ends, ends in the apocalypse. The, yeah, 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 that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, which is a, a real, ugh, ugh, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming to join us. Thanks, guys. And talk about, talk about this. nerdy movies. For Thanks for letting me talk about this. For an That's hour and 20 minutes. That's the whole point of the show. On the just record. come on and scream about things you like for an hour. Yeah, it's... it's. I'd forgotten how much fun it is to do this show. Yeah. Now, now that I'm not, you know, as exhausted. I'm still completely fucking I mean, yeah, drained. You're, you're pretty yeah. tired. But, but now um, the fringe is over and our wedding is done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have all this time. Yeah, we're, 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 uh, we're uh, back in the saddle. Yeah. Um, so do you do, do you have anything you you'd want to like promote or promote. like social media stuff or yeah do you still I'm have not your interesting. do you still have the your store open no I closed it because I couldn't get my act together <laughs> but like if you oh you know what real cool story so for that Comic Con art show yeah. one of the pieces I sent in was a portrait of Harold Ramis and it was right after he had died which mm-hmm. I was obviously like super sad about sure so it's a portrait of him as Egon like in his lab coat and the border is like a proton mm-hmm. ray nice and um it was bought at the show and I got an email like maybe a month ago it was from Harold Ramis's daughter and she was like I saw it on Instagram I want to put it in the book that I'm writing about him oh, and I wow. was like what this is the what like the most incredible email i've ever gotten this or being like so like so many people created all this art about my dad and like i was was so touching but yours was always one of my favorites and i was like mine was your favorite like what (laughs) so like this is the closest i've ever been to harold ramus and like and she sent me a picture of like a pillow he had made and embroidered and she was like my dad was also a real crafty guy like here's a picture of a pillow that he made and i was like <gasps> i never thought that me and harold ramus would be doing the same anything wow that's here so we cool. are that's yeah. awesome yeah that, that, that's, that happened that's way better than the time i was behind john landis on an escalator yeah and was scared to talk oh, to him I, I mean i get that <laughs> is um since we talk so much about it though there's still photo up of your of the big one you made. Yeah. All right. On, we'll put it, it in the show notes. It's on my Instagram. We'll put a link to that, that photo in the show notes yeah, so people you can, can see creep it. it and yeah. Go yeah. like three years back and like that post. <laughs> yeah. And I'll know you heard And this. you'll know. That's you how you'll know. Show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, as always, can be found on all of the internet things uh, at Hell Yes Brandon. Um, my sketch team, uh, Pinup Squirrels, 
is going to have a, a show running at a monthly show at uh, the Nerdist. Nice. Uh, starting in probably sometime after this has gone up. That's awesome. End of October ish. Um, and uh, we're probably going to be launching Ghost to Ghost, uh, my Space Ghost. Oh podcast. my god! <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a Space Ghost rewatch. Okay, yep. Ghost to Ghost. Gonna right. go gonna, gonna go chronologically from the beginning. I'm gonna listen to that. Um, I, I'm, I'm I'm probably not gonna be on any of them except Old Kentucky Nightmare, <laughs> yeah. which I insist on being Guest on. Star. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even have to be there. I'll just talk about Old just, Kentucky yeah, Nightmare for twenty five minutes. Yeah. I'm. I'm Anxious to go back to the very early ones because it, mm-hmm. it feels like it's a completely different show than yeah. what it became. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting, but I don't know how that'll good be up soon, and be. we'll uh, we'll we'll let y'all know. If oh you're yeah, interested. we are not going to shut up about it. No, because I eventually want to get like Matt Malero and, and yeah, Dave Willis and that. all those guys do on that. there. That sounds great. Uh, George Lowe. Um, yeah, uh, I'm still online everywhere at at Girl Um, I don't really have anything to plug. I'm in between shows. Mm. Uh. I'm supposed to be stage manager. I mean, not supposed to. I'm, I'm signed on to stage manage a very diehard Christmas Ooh. Uh, this Christmas, but we have to do rehearsals for that for a while. So you probably yes. won't hear about that again from me for a couple more months. But yeah. I'm on it's, most it's a Christmas things. Show. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm on most things at Broid Rage. That's where you can find Which that picture of that thing I mentioned. And B-R-O-I-D. Yeah, Broid, like Roid, but with a B in front of it. Rage. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much Thanks, for uh, coming to our sort of little impromptu studio Thanks. here in uh, it's fancy. here in Billyburg. Yeah, all right. Um, so I guess uh, all that being said, um, end of podcast. Yeah, podcast over. Podcast over. Podcast over. Over, over and out. I just I can't I, I can't even remember. Podcast what over. Podcast over.